You're listening to NBS Cast with your host, Rachel Edwards. Welcome back to NBS Cast. I'm your host, Rachel. And I'm your co host, Tommy. And today we get to come at you with a host only show where we're sharing some opinions. And I'm really excited for this one because. Well, I'm going to let Tommy tell you what we're talking about today. Tommy, what is the topic that we're going to be discussing? We're going to be talking about TV shows today. TV shows. Let's do it. I know I'm a binge watcher. I love rewatching things. <laughs> so I am so ready to talk TV. All right, Rachel, let's just kick it off with an easy one. What's your all-time <laughs> favorite TV show and why? Okay, it's really hard to narrow this down to just one. So I have two because I have to have two. Uh, <laughs> I love Parks and Rec. It's so funny. And it, it's just one of those comfort shows I go back to. Like if I'm having a bad day or if I want to just relax and not really think about what I'm watching and I want to laugh a little bit, I'm putting on one of those episodes after season two got done because season one and season two, they're okay. Like they're fine and they're important, but season three is really where it takes off. Flu season, one of my favorite episodes, it's from season three. So if I need to pick me up, I'm going to that and I'm laughing my butt off at all the silly things that the cast gets into in that particular episode. But I love Parks and Rec. But I've also been re-watching recently Firefly. I love that show. That show got a bad rep. Uh, they only lasted, I think, 10 seasons or 10 seasons. I wish it lasted 10 seasons. I think it only made it through 10 episodes on the air. They filmed 14, but Fox, they didn't like the show at all. So they dropped it mid-season but the characters and the stories are so good uh anybody who has seen the show I think agrees with me on that and feels like they got robbed of what should have been for that show um but I've just really been enjoying some of those stories and episodes over again on Firefly so love that show too and honorable mention to Freaks and Geeks that was another great show that got cut off way too soon. They got, I think, one full season, and then it was another one that just got canned by whatever network it was on. But definitely worth the watch if you watched it when you were, you know, maybe teenager, about when I did. Uh, it was a great show, super nostalgic, really well done. But that's another another great one that I like to revisit every once in a while, too. But, Tommy, what's your all-time favorite TV show? I got to give it to How I Met Your Mother. Ah, uh, that's a good one. I just love how many, I want to say like skits or jokes that they have that cross over multiple seasons. Um, I just haven't really seen a show do it like they did it, like the slap bets that last <laughs> literally like six seasons of there's like one in all of it. Um, or the, the like Barney's Playbook, they always come back to that. And even though I don't like the ending all that much, I still just think it's an overall great show and I can always just pick an episode like if it's just on TV randomly I know that I'm going to enjoy that How I Met Your Mother episode. I've heard great things I'm not an avid watcher but I've seen a few episodes and what I've seen I liked and I heard that the ending a lot of diehard fans were pretty disappointed in how it ended so no spoilers or anything but I understand where you're coming from. Who is the most interesting TV character? Okay uh, I got to give this one to Sherlock mm. the um, Stephen Moffat version that was basically like three movies <laughs> in a TV series each season. Uh, but I just thought 
the Sherlock story has been done and done and done many, many times. <laughs> and most of them are pretty good. Stephen Moffat's version was just an interesting take on the character itself. And I really love Benedict Cumberbatch anyway. So <laughs> that was a shoe in for me, but I loved the the different spin on the stories and just the, the the storytelling. Stephen Moffat is a phenomenal storyteller. I watched a lot of the Doctor Who episodes that he was in charge of as well. And he is a master at crafting a great arc and wonderful twists and turns. So I think that's another reason why I thought Sherlock was such an interesting character. But diehard Sherlock fan, love that show and love him as a character. But what about you, Tommy? Who's your most interesting TV character? I'm going to give it to Donna Paulson in Suits. Mm, I don't know if okay. you've seen that. I have just, like, that's the show that I am watching right now. Um, but she is the, like, lost secretary to one of the main characters. And she has, like, developed into a main character. Mm. Um, but she does a lot of stuff. Kind of, it's, like, part of her character. But she does stuff off camera. That she just, like, gets stuff that shouldn't be done, done. Like, she just has a way with people, a way getting stuff done. And it makes it really interesting because the whole time she's, like, people are, like, well, how'd you do this? She's, like, well, because I'm Donna. And like walks away. <laughs> and so it's just interesting I, I, to me always be like they made this character this specific way without explaining any of it, but it works. Mm-hmm. Love that. All right, Rachel, how about the funniest TV character in your opinion? I honestly have to give it to a cast, not just one character, because I feel like if you isolated someone from this cast, they'd still be funny. But when you put them against everybody else or in with everybody else, they're just that much more funny. Uh, but the Parks and Rec cast, I I mean, if you're a fan of The Office, if you're a fan of that kind of mockumentary style of filmmaking or TV show making, it just makes the situations they're in that much more funny. If I had to single out one person, I'd probably give it to Andy Dwyer, who is Chris Pratt, because <laughs> he's just he's a dope, but he's so lovable. And the things that he says, one of my favorite jokes is when they're Googling symptoms on uh, someone's illness and he says I know what it is you have internet connectivity issues <laughs> it's just so funny it comes out of nowhere but he just does a great job of portraying that silly but somehow still likable character but that's my uh my take on funniest character what about you Tommy I have Ron Swanson oh I love Ron Swanson yes <laughs> and now that you said like them as like a crew it works a lot better um, I just I just see it like on my social media, there always be like little clips strung together of just Ron Swanson's moments. And I laugh every time. It's so funny. So good. I, I love it. my dad is basically Ron Swanson, by the way. <laughs> you put them up next to each other. They have so many different similarities. It's so funny. That's <laughs> but awesome. that just makes me appreciate his character that much more. In your opinion, who is the best TV villain? All right, I got to give it to Negan from The Walking Dead. He is, I mean, The Walking Dead really becomes a show where it's less about them fighting against the zombies and more against them, about them fighting against human nature. So, Fight the dead, fear the living. Exactly, exactly. And so Negan is just the perfect villain, in my opinion, because you hate him <laughs> there's not one redeeming thing that i can think of about negan and he just does so much and is so horrible that when he finally does 
get held accountable for everything he's done wrong, you feel justified in seeing that happen. Because sometimes they have a redemption arc, and they kind of tried to do that with Negan too. And I'll be honest, I have not finished the series. Uh, I did end up not watching anymore uh, just because I couldn't really stomach Negan (laughs) and his evil whatever you want to call it. Um, But it was just one of those things where nothing the writers could do could redeem him in my eyes. So I think that makes a pretty darn good villain. And I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan anyway, the actor who plays Negan. Uh, But just seeing that side was just like, holy crap, this dude can act and he can act so well. Um, So even though I hated the character, I was very impressed with the portrayal. What about you, Tommy? Who's the best TV villain in your opinion? I also have Negan. (laughs) Um, I think we can both agree that if I say that scene really kicked it off for me. I remember, you know, it's, you know, that they, we had that six month break in between those seasons. Mm -hmm. I've never been more pissed off at a cliffhanger in my life. Oh, for real. My jaw was on uh, the floor when I finally watched the next episode. (laughs) I, and I used to watch the, cause I used to watch every Sunday night. I was the the most avid walking dead fan um, until I don't know. The last couple of seasons kind of fell off for me. I still watched them, but like, mm. yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I've never seen a villain like it talked about so much in that way before we actually see him. And then mm-hmm. when you see him, it just all goes down. And uh, it was. He lived wow. up to the hype, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> way better than the other villains that came before. Um, I think the governor is a good mm-hmm. second place, but. Yeah, he was pretty good. But yeah, Negan blows him out of the water. Blows him out of the water for sure. How about the best story or plot? In your opinion, what TV show has the best story or plot going for it? Yeah, so this one is kind of tough because I feel like there's a lot of shows that start out real well Mm -hmm. and then you lose the plot after maybe season three to four. Like Stranger Things, I've talked about Stranger Things on the show before and I really did enjoy the plot for the first few seasons and then it got so convoluted that it Mm -hmm. was like, I can't keep up with this. Like I still want to watch, I want to know what happens, but there's just so many details or too many twists or turns that lose me. So it's hard to narrow it down to a show that I feel like just encompasses a good plot. Um, but in my opinion, I got to go back to Parks and Rec because I feel like while the show changed and the focus of the show changed, they didn't lose too much of what made it a good show. The characters, they changed for the better in almost every situation and it drove the plot forward. Like I'm thinking of when Leslie Nope is running for office and mm. it, it wasn't something that was totally out of left field for her character or for the right. storyline, you know, cause she was so entrenched in government service and her just taking the next level on the next level. I just feel like that was a, a good way to advance that story. And even season seven, I feel like they did a really nice job of wrapping things up as best as they could at that point. So for story or plot, I got to give it to parks and rec. What about you, Tommy? So I'm going to give it to a show called revolution. Um, mm. It was canceled after I believe two seasons. Um, but I love the plot. So basically what it was, was it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic drama type show. Um, But the apocalypse is all the power gets taken away in the world everywhere. Mm. Um, And but the catch is, is that it's not like the power is gone. There's these devices that keep popping up that have the ability to bring power back to things. Mm. And um, so there's a bunch of different factions and all this stuff. So it follows a family who's kind of divided up between the factions and they're trying to go rest, like restore the power to the world 
That sounds very interesting. You know, you're speaking my language. I like shows from, you know, when I was a teen or early 20s. I get into that kind of stuff. So I'm going to have to look that one up. In your opinion, which TV character has the saddest backstory? This is kind of hard. Um, You know, I I don't really watch a lot of dramas per se, uh, but I did get into Bones, the TV show Bones. Love Bones. Oh, it's such a great show. I, I, I feel like Bones was a good precursor to other kind of crime serial dramas. Um, but I feel like I temperance Brennan, Dr. Temperance Mm. Brennan has a pretty tough backstory. Uh, and you get to learn that over the course of, I don't even remember how many many seasons seasons Bones has. It's a lot though. (laughs) But they they give you more and more details as the show goes on and you just it becomes very apparent that she's been through a lot, but she's been able to turn it into something really good for herself. And yes, she does struggle in social situations. That's part of her character flaws. But you could see how her past would affect that um, and make her maybe a little less distrustful of people or how, you know, some neurodivergence that she has also affects that. So I think it's just really interesting to see how they play that out on the show. Um, And they don't spend a lot of time really digging into the backstory necessarily. You get details and yes, there's the whole plot with her dad and everything. It's not like it consumes her in her work or in her life now. Um, so I, I think she's got a, a good backstory. It's sad, but also it's a good picture of how you can overcome a sad backstory. What about you, Tommy? So I can say this because it is a TV show now, but Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> from Star Wars. <laughs> his backstory is, I mean, and, and the best part about his backstory is that we've seen it. We've been able to mm. see the entire backstory of what he had and what he lost and how I mean, you can always say when you talk to like Star Wars fans, Obi-Wan Kenobi could have easily turned to the dark side, had mm. every reason to do it, had nothing left, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though that's everything that he has lost, all the people he's lost, the Jedi Order, the Republic, all that, you know, a lot of that stuff, all that stuff, um, he still stayed good, still stayed the path and still tried to help as much as he could. Yeah, I think it's interesting, too, because you you get to see his story in reverse. Right. Because the Star Wars, you know. See the end. Yeah, right. You see it at the end and then you see every, I feel like most of the movies are kind of going in reverse order. So they add something to the story, but it's a precursor to the events that have happened already and precursor and precursor. So you do get to kind of build and see that character transition, but backwards. So I think that makes it even more powerful. All right, Rachel, we got a fun last question. Okay. What is the TV show you think the other host would enjoy watching? So something you would enjoy watching, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, definitely think you would like Firefly if you haven't okay. seen it already. I have not. Okay. So it's on Hulu. <laughs> if you've got Hulu, I highly recommend you watch it, Tommy. But it's the weirdest concept when you try to describe it. The best way I can call, I can say it is it's a space spaghetti western. <laughs> so Ooh. it takes place in outer space. It looks really and interesting. It's it's so good. So everything's in outer space. And the whole premise of the show is, you know, the Earth gets used up. So all the people on Earth have to go and terraform new Earths. And there's a big power struggle. So there's a, a central power. And there was a, there's two sides, right? So there's the alliance. And then there's the uh, resistance or the brown coats, they call them. And so the, the group or the ensemble cast that this follows is a group of brown coats. Um, 
and the war is over when the shore start when the show starts. So the conflict it's over, but there's also a lot of kind of things that spill over after the fact, like there's still this group of people that didn't agree with the Alliance. And so now they're just kind of trying to make a living and uh, <laughs> stay out of the Alliance's way and follow, follow rules, but also not follow rules. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting show because the, again, it's a great ensemble cast and they do a really nice job of developing those characters, even though they only got 14 episodes to do so. There's also a movie called Serenity that's kind of like a follow-up. They got to do that after the the show was canceled and it had a really big fan base. So they fought for that movie, but it's such a great show and it's it's almost like each show while it does build on the storyline it could almost be a standalone show because of the conflict that happens as well so it's it's really cool and it's just such a different concept from anything that i've ever really seen or watched before so my recommendation for you is firefly awesome i'll definitely go check that out i was reading the mm-hmm. script and it looks great and mm-hmm. crazy enough it came out exactly um, a year and one day after I was born. Oh, I knew you were going to say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> painful, Tommy. That's painful. Uh, I'm going to have to go check it out. Now for you. I, I have three of them. I couldn't pick one. Oh, so I have three. All right. Let's hear uh, it. So a series of unfortunate events. The newest one that came out on Netflix with Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but the I've read. I'm, I'm, have you read the books? I have not. My sisters okay. did, so I, I know a little bit about the story, but right. I don't know much. Let's check that out. Um, the way it's portrayed is very similar to how the books are written, so I, I really enjoy it. I think you would enjoy it, too, even mm-hmm. without having read the books. Second one is The Queen's Gambit. I love that show, yes. <laughs> Perfect. Knew that. And the sec- and this third one, which I think you'll love, is Abbott Elementary. I love Abbott Elementary. Perfect. Look at that. All right. <laughs> I'll have to check out a series of unfortunate events, but I do love Abbott Elementary. Um, well, it's like Parks and Rec, but in elementary school. Exactly. It, it's so well done. And I have followed Quinta Brunson for a little while because she worked at BuzzFeed before you know she got a gig in TV. I always thought she was a standout cast member for BuzzFeed and the videos they cast her in. So I was just really excited when she finally got an opportunity to write her own show and star in it. So wholly agree. Abbott Elementary is great. Well, this has been a fun conversation about TV opinions. Uh, We would love to hear your opinions on TV as well. So if you would like to share those with us, please don't hesitate to reach out. Tell us what shows you love, what shows uh, have the best stories or best villains. We want to hear it all. So uh, we just want to thank you all so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode. 